There's two minutes remaining in the first period of extra time as David Robertson launches the long throw into the box. Van der Aert going to touch. There's Nicholas. It's back to Mason. 2-1 to Aberdeen. Jockey start on the track. And a long throw did all the damage. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the second By The Minute Aberdeen podcast of the week and it's a somewhat unexpected tone to tonight's podcast as uh, Derek McInnes has chosen not to be uh, the Rangers' Ian Duncan-Smith and if you get that reference you can apply via postcard for our top listener badge and has instead decided that it's immediate future lies at Bataudry. Joining us to discuss the developments since Tuesday night are Martin Cleaners back with us. Martin, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Richard. And we've also got uh, freelance journalist Ben Palmer with us. Uh, Ben's work you'll find most often in, well, The Times. He doesn't sully himself with anything lower than The Times. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good. How are you, Richard? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, so a... Very, very unexpected piece of news breaking around 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, I think the STV News team were just about ahead of the rest, maybe marginally by a few minutes, telling us that Derek McInnes uh, had decided that he his future lay at Pataudry and he didn't wish to pursue talks with the Rangers who made an offer earlier this week to speak to him regarding their vacant managerial position. I think... This surprised almost everybody, not necessarily because of the statement that came out on Tuesday regarding the fact that there had been an approach, but what had happened since then, Martin, the fact that he'd not taken training on Wednesday or indeed today, the fact that Paul Sheeran was put in front of the media, of course you're going to read between the lines when there's so little official information. It was just astonishing that we got to this point on Thursday night and Stuart Mills pulled it out of the bag again, it would seem. It certainly looks that way, yeah. I mean, firstly, I want, I do want to say that I am absolutely delighted to be wrong. I think, you know, I think there's, no, there's not many of us that believe, really believe that he was going to stay. So, um, yeah, really happy to be wrong. Um, I think the thing with the training was was what had kind of convinced a lot of us uh, that it was that he was going to go. The, the thing I suppose we'll have to take into account is that, you know, Derek's big, big club when he was a young lad were the Rangers. Um, so I suppose when there's interest shown, whether when he's asked if he wants the managerial job, you know, we can we can talk about like you say backdoor shenanigans in football and things like that. But yeah, there was definitely interest shown in him. Of course, he's going to we're going to want some time to think about it. Do I like that? Of course, I don't. Um, I want him to be. I want I wanted his first response to be tell them where to go. But unfortunately, I don't think that would have been re- would have been realistic. Um, it's you know, it's what I would have said, but then. I absolutely despise that club, so um, it's a bit, it's slightly different there. It was very very worrying today. I mean, you see Paul Sheeran taking the taking the press conference that he said there'll be there'll be a solution by the end of the day, and you're automatically thinking, okay, there's going to be you know six o'clock. We'll have the press conference. He's been given permission, and we're gonna we're gonna go into tomorrow's game with uh, Barry Robson and Paul Sheeran in the touchline. So it was it was surpri- really surprising, really pleasant news. Truthfully, I'm delighted he's staying. I understand that there's there is worries because quite rightly some people, 
look and think, well, his head's been turned. You know, if if he's wanting to speak to his family, then he's obviously was was interested in the job. We don't know about that. We don't know what he was shown. I did. I just I've just finished watching. Um, Chris Boyd was on Sky Sports News there, and kind of used the phrase where I'd, he doubted that Derek was sort of they opened the books and shown him things like that. Well, no, he didn't see things like that. But what he did was he probably looked at it on face value and. We came to the conclusion, like the rest of us, that that club's a basket case and there's no point going there. Ben, I mean, the truth ultimately is going to lie somewhere between the official club statements and the more sensationalist coverage in the red tops and online. It's uh, hard to imagine that there hasn't been some line of communication between the McInnes camp and between um, um, somebody on behalf of Rangers prior to uh, the official approach on Tuesday. It, football simply doesn't work like that, does it? No, it's just one of those things in football. Um, you you do like to be up front, but tapping happens all the time. Um, not saying that this is exactly what happened here, but people know how to communicate. They're they're well connected, and if you've got the right connections, you do find out that clubs are interested. The thing about this deal is that it's taken Rangers six weeks, five six weeks to make an approach for McInnes. Now they could have done that five weeks ago. Um, they've just dragged it out and I think that's really why it's broken down this time around in my opinion In terms of how Aberdeen themselves handled it Martin um, obviously no update between that one line statement on Tuesday evening uh, until the official club statement around uh, the back of six tonight obviously putting Paul Sheeran in front of the media today to speak to them giving them the first sort of update and it was indicated during that press conference that there would be an update at some unspecified point later today, Thursday, uh, have the club handled it that well? And um, as far as you're concerned, I don't think they've covered themselves in glory. To be totally honest, um, I do understand that you know there was the one between the one line statement. Stuart Mullen has obviously said to Derek, you know, go and have some time, go and you know talk with your family, etc., etc. See what you want to do, which is okay. No, I'm no real problem with that because you know, for most people, leaving one job for another job is you no know, a fairly big decision. Um, you don't do it on a, on a whim. No, no, the club could have certainly handled this a lot better. Um, there's there is no getting away from that. Unfortunately, no. It's it's just a, it's one of the perils of the modern era. No, we live <laughs> in the social media age. We live in an age where you know news is there. There's I don't know how many. I don't know how many employees are currently inside Petodri, um, employed by the club, who have you know little bits of gossip here and there. So stories and, and bits always do get out. But it was very, it was very quiet sort of today, all of yesterday as well. It still doesn't get away from the fact that the club really have. It's good. I think you mentioned it earlier in the feed, Richard. Um, it's going to take one hell of a statement uh, from the club to kind of smooth this one over. Um, and Derek is going to have to win back. back and not just Derek, actually. Stuart Milne as well. Despite the fact that he's played a blinder by the, keeping the manager, they're going to have to win back a, quite a big section of support, I feel. Yeah, I think that that's clear, Ben. And I think ultimately the talking is going to have to be on the pitch to convince quite a fair chunk of the support. I mean, when we spoke on Tuesday night, I think we were agreed that, you know, we want him to stay. Um, I think we were resigned to him moving on in the last couple of days. And obviously in those circumstances, you want to do what's best for the club rather than what's best for your possibly departing manager. Um, but I wonder as well, you know, is it possible that you might have to, uh, you know, reconvince some of the squad as well? I mean, we, we um, spoke to Kareem Shinney today. Um, he's in the newspapers tomorrow. 
And we said to him, are you resigned to the fact now that he's going? And he pretty much said there and then that no, not yet, not until we get something concrete. It's a difficult one for the players because they obviously have been affected by the speculation. They all say they haven't, um, but I mean, it's difficult not to be when it's constant. Um, what were the players needing sort of convincing that he wants to be there? I mean, that's two two times within six months that he's sort of spoken to other clubs or certainly been taken, certainly looked at the interest of other clubs. Uh, it may well be there was a few players in that changing room who will need convinced that their manager indeed wants to be there. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's an important point Ben makes, Martin. I mean, amongst the general feeling of uh, get it right up here tonight, which uh, most Aberdeen fans will be displaying towards uh, any the Rangers fans at the encounter, either online or in real life, I certainly feel pretty annoyed that this has affected the season so badly. Now, we might only have taken 4 from 15 points without this distraction. That could well have been the case. We faced Celtic uh, and we faced two high-profile games against the Rangers, which we fared pretty badly in. But undeniably, it hasn't helped. We spoke about a manager early in the season as being... uh, The fact that Derek McInnes is a manager in demand as being the new normal. Surely, clearly, I think what's shown over the past few days is we as a support have to handle it better and probably those inside the club also maybe have to handle it a bit better as well. Especially at the 3-0 game down there. Um, no, I, it, the players just looked... You know, they weren't at the races. Now, you can talk about tactics and all this kind of stuff as well, but you know there was there was... Everything had gone wrong. No, there seemed to be a lack of effort, just a lack of belief. Ever, we've mentioned this already. You know, we don't need to go over over old calls. Uh, so I do think that some of the players have, were clearly affected by it. So it's not just the support. And you mentioned that there. I mean, you know, the the Celtic game was a game that you know, hand and heart. You know, the way they're the way they're playing, they seem to be just doing enough to get wins all the time. We were probably going to lose anyway. I'd like to try and. I mean, I'd like to think, you know, be positive about it and think that, you know, we're still, you no, know, you say, but we're still in second, you know, joint second, even should I say, um, we could go back and back clear of them tomorrow night with the game. But all that, I mean, all that's really came out of this whole saga is that Rangers have unsettled our club um, and they've stolen, what in my feeling, they've stolen six points from us. Um, you know, the manager's staying, so we've got that con- continuity there, sorry. We've got everything, the squad's still there. The squad hopefully will, you know, if the manager's staying, they'll have that belief I do think we've been kind of done over a little bit here and it's not a media thing, not anything like that. Just Rangers have unsettled the players, they've unsettled the club, they've unsettled the support um, and we've we've allowed ourselves to be affected. I mean, the narrative, the timing of it has really been controlled from Ibrox. A lot of Aberdeen fans, Ben, and it, it's unfair to put you up as the representative of the Glasgow press, given that you're from Bucky. But... Um, Clearly, we know you've got pages to fill, you've got stories to file. Um, I think most of us understand how it works, but um, have um, they maybe the, the press as a whole been guilty of pressing one team's agenda simply because they're the team with a bigger fan base and uh, likely to sell more papers? Uh, I mean, it's probably unfair to say that the media are to blame in sort of this saga dragging out for so long. It's dragged out because... Rangers were interested and it's dragged out because there wasn't anyone from Aberdeen came out and said Derek McInnes will not be the next manager of Rangers. That wasn't said at all. Um, in terms of unsettling, I think, even the last couple of days, it's not the media's fault that um, McInnes 
wasn't in training two days this week. So, of over is the sort of pieces you get, um, so-and-so says that Derek McInnes would be a great fit for Rangers. That, that's just sort of part and parcel for any managerial um, appointment or vacancy uh, in this industry, I'm, I'm afraid. We touched on it earlier on, but it, this is definitely another win for Stuart Mill. And however much you want to look at it, even if you know the, <laughs> there will be sections of the support to uh, probably itching for a change, regardless at this point, not something that I personally could get behind, given the the candidates on offer and indeed the board's track record. But it, it is a win for Stuart Mill, as it was in the summer. It absolutely is, yeah, and you're right to say that. I mean, I'm I, I'm full agreement that with the with the candidates that are out there and available, no, I would I was dead against. A change of manager, and I do understand people that that feel maybe like a reset, a new manager, new fresh ideas, maybe new tactics. Um, but that's not going to happen now. Um, Stuart Milne has he's pulled he's pulled the rabbit out of the hat again. He's a, and I, I, you can't really ask very much more. I mean, we could have asked for a little bit more communication, but unfortunately, that's I don't think that's just going to happen at the moment. I mean. The club is, it seems to be defined by the way Derek McInnes wants to Derek McInnes's managerial kind of behaviour, where he doesn't talk about things, where if there's something to be said, he will come out and say it. Great news for Stuart Mill, and I think great news for the club. I think as well, uh, Ben, it kind of speaks that uh, this is a club that is centred around the manager right now, isn't it? And if the manager isn't there. There's a vacuum and nothing seems to come out or be said from Petodre. Um We have vested a lot of trust in him. Yeah, I mean, you just need to look at the Aurora campaign to see how central McInnes is to that club. It's his club at the minute. Um, what the, come March, if, he, if he's still there, um, that's five years. Um, a few months ago, it was the first time every player in featured had been one of his signings. He's certainly central to the way the club are run at the minute. And you're right in saying that the statements the club make is very sort of McInnes orientated. When you look at the Aurora campaign again, he's saying how much he loves the club. Um, he, he didn't grow up supporting the club, but he loves it. And I think when you look at his relationship with Milne as well, Milne has a lot of faith in his manager. And uh, going back to it being a coup, uh, success for Milne, sorry, you can certainly see it in their relationship. And again, when we talk about leadership more generally within the club, Martin, I mean, we've got a a chief executive who has been heard very, very little of in the past couple of weeks when you would have expected maybe him to provide a bit of leadership as well as Stuart Mill and Derek McInnes. Um, certainly, yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a, a fair point. I mean, uh, certainly looks like McInnes has said, you know, I don't want anything to be discussed. Um, that's the only way I can... I can assume it would be if there was anything to be said. You know, Derek would have came out and made a statement or said he was interested or things like that. He, he avoided the he avoided every single question. And as we mentioned the other day, it was kind of I did think it would have been put up or shut up time that now that there was the the approach from them. Uh, but all he did was he went away and had a think and decided he wasn't interested. So it's good enough for me. <laughs> so obviously we move on. We move on tomorrow night, and thank God there's a game quite quickly because I, I, I had enough, quite frankly. Um, but Dave Cormack gave his reaction on Twitter just a few minutes ago and his opening line is tonight the Don's family emerges stronger I'm not entirely convinced Ben that that is the case and it could be an interesting night tomorrow night at Dens Park in the away end No I don't think um, it strengthens the club in any way but they've dealt with six weeks of speculation and they've had to go through two days of a manager not being at training 
before a pivotal game. The forms were poor, and this week was very important for Aberdeen because if we win tomorrow night, uh, when it takes them back and get up above Rangers, and I mean the mentality of doing that is just a bit of a boost. Um, strengthening the club, maybe not. Um, it's a boost, certainly, that McInnes is staying, but there's plenty remains to be answered. Are the fans going to trust, or how are the fans going to take this? Because it's not like the case was in the summer when he went to Sunderland and he had to find out where they are. This is Aberdeen's fiercest rivals who he has said in this statement, well Stuart Mill said in the statement that Derek felt was a major thing to be considered for the Rangers job. That's quite a strong thing to say. Of course, the press haven't spoken to Derek yet since the statement came out and he'll answer questions tomorrow night after the game. But there's certainly a lot of things unanswered there uh, at this stage, which means the, the club haven't strengthened at all. So, uh, as uh, Ben points out, Martin, that statement is quite telling. It says that, basically, there was temptation on Derek McInnes' part, but it is maybe the case that over these past 48 hours, he's tried to examine it in the cold light of day and maybe come on to the conclusion that We've been pushing for a few weeks that, you know, here was a basket case club that he would struggle to get the time to build the proper foundations that he needs to do anything more than just repeat what he's done at Aberdeen, i.e. second place finishes, cup finals, which, frankly, okay for an Aberdeen, a club like Aberdeen. I think we, we understand our place in Scottish football. We want to win cups, of course we do. We want to get closer to Celtic with the top of the table, of course we do. But there's no way that that mentality is going to be accepted by the entitled uh, supporter at Ibrox. There, it wouldn't at all, no. Um, and I think that um, I was somewhat. I saw. I read someone today re- wrote that if he'd got you no, know, if he'd got Ibrox as manager and you no know, re- replicated what he'd done with Aberdeen, he would probably only be in the job twelve, about twelve to eighteen months. Because, like you said, there's an entitlement there. They feel that they're better than that and that sort of thing, you know. And yeah, we we want to win win cups, but you also I think that we're a far more realistic support than the deluded Rangers Rangers fans. And yeah, he's he's clearly, like I said earlier, he clearly just looked at the situation objectively. Um, and you know, f- finally, you no, know, it's it's taken all this time. It's taken six weeks. It's taken three defeats. Um, but finally, the situation has been resolved, um, and hopefully, we can just get back to back to winning ways and back to cementing our place at, at in second place. Do you think, Ben, that this puts to bed uh, the possibility of uh, any other offers from McInnes for at least a short while? I think probably more beyond the the Rangers speculation. I think probably very telling that the West Brom job came up. And he wasn't even mentioned in dispatches. West Brom just went for one of the merry-go-round English managers. I think they ended up appointing Pardew. Do you think that was maybe quite a sobering point for him? I think um, that time that Stuart Milne came out and made a statement that McInnes has given me assurances he's going nowhere. Uh, the day after when the press spoke to McInnes, he says, I've, I've not been asked about the West Brom job. <laughs> <laughs> and he had actually met the media by the time the West Brom job had came up. Um, he maybe realised he was certainly linked with it. A few of our fans uh, mentioned it on social media and on their forums that I'd like to see them there. But there's a difference between the top flight in England and the Championship because it is that many go round with your usual names such as Pardew, Allardyce, and guys like that. It's very difficult to break into that. 
Boa Championship club come in for him again? Probably. He's impressed enough up here that clubs in the second division in England will see him as a good candidate. Sunderland certainly did. Um, and I mean, clubs in that division before have appointed from Scotland with Alex Neal. So it's not in- inconceivable. In the next few months, we're going to have another English club coming up and sort of requesting McInnes' services. But for the time being, Martin, it's plainly time to to get this uh, to the back and to focus on picking up three points tomorrow and then another three points and then another three points and get back to doing what McInnes has done very, very well at Aberdeen and rack up these points and, and get us back into contention for second. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's, what, he, it's what he's good at. You know, um, He's good at defeating the rest of the other teams in the league. I understand you know, there's frustra- frustration because... No, we've lost we've lost two games to Rangers um, under that type of circumstances. No, the record against Celtic isn't great, uh, but no, we've got no Dundee, which is usually a fairly happy hunting ground for us. Two slightly more tricky games, uh, St Johnston and Hibs coming up, um, which games that always usually usually prove to be scintillating football. But again, at this at this moment in time, when you know he's, he's decided he's staying, you know. All, all you want to do is just start winning games and getting back getting back on the horse, as it were. So that is uh, the end of our little brief update. Uh, we definitely won't be making a habit of two podcasts in a week. The, the scramble we've had to, to try and get somebody on at short notice. Thanks again to Ben for joining us tonight. Great insight from a man who uh, spent all day Wednesday standing outside Petodri. Have you Have you warmed up yet, Ben? What about you? I wasn't even offered a cup of coffee by the guys in the stadium. Very poor. Very poor <laughs> show indeed. We'll have a word poor on your behalf. And but but that said, we hope you don't have to do that again for some considerable length of time. Uh, thanks again for joining us tonight and giving us your insight and um, sticking up for the hated Ouija Media. And uh, <laughs> thanks to Martin for doing a double shift this week. And uh, well, thanks. No problem. So it's been um, what I think we would say is a, is a happy ending. Not everybody out there might be entirely uh, over the moon with uh, the news that came out of Pathology tonight, but certainly we here um, think that it's positive. Uh, we've kept Maja, who has uh, transformed this club over the past five years. And hopefully... When he speaks about unfinished business, he's able to uh, follow through on that. From all of us here at Bad Minute Podcast, good night, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye.